Today, I have the great privilege of continuing a series we started recently called Unshakable. Unshakable. And as I was preparing this message, I remembered, I remembered my time in California. As some of you know, I spent my undergrad years, I spent four years in California. I got back as soon as I could. I'm a Texas boy, born and raised. But one of the things that I experienced when I was in California was an earthquake. Never before had I ever experienced an earthquake. And I remember very specifically where I was. I was standing in my dorm room, and the building began to move. And I began to move. And I realized, I'm not moving myself. So what ended up happening is I went and stepped out of my dorm room. I found someone else in my dorm, and I said, was that an earthquake? He said, yes, that's an earthquake. And I realized at that moment that in life, we have earthquake moments, moments that shake us, and they come unexpectedly. They can happen at work. They can happen in our marriage. They can even happen in our family. There are moments, seismic moments, that shake us to the core. Some of you are in a moment where you've been shaken up. Maybe you have a son who's in school. He used to love school, but he doesn't love school anymore because when he goes, he gets bullied. For others of you, you have a teenager. They used to be respectful, but they're not respectful anymore. They're disrespectful and arrogant and entitled. For others of you, the shaking is you have an adult child. You raised them in church, but now they're far away from the Lord. And for others of you, you just have had a beautiful little daughter, and she's been advanced in every way, and she used to be sweet. But she's not anymore because she's an overachiever. She hit the terrible twos early, and now she's a 3 major. And you're worried that this attitude is going to continue from here on out. There are moments that shake us. And I'm here to share a word from the Lord. God wants us to have unshakable families. Unshakable families. And so if you are here today and your life is shaking and you're moving and you don't understand why, I want you to know that God can and will he can stabilize things in your life and in your family. We just need to trust in him. And so with that said, I want to invite you to join me in Ephesians chapter 5. Open up your Bible. Turn on your Bible. Open up the Westover app. We have notes there for you to follow along. We even have a place for you to take notes if you're logged in. And you can go and review them later on. We even have Life group questions. So if you're in your life group and you want to talk on this topic, if this, if this message really resonates with you, why don't you share this topic in your life group? Or maybe you'll take your notes and you'll share it with somebody at your workplace. Somebody in your family that needs to hear about an unshakable family. We invite you to utilize the app in that way. Let's look at the word of God. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and following. Verse 1 says this. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love. Verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. God wants us to live wisely, making the most of every opportunity. This is capitalizing on every moment that God gives to us in our life and in our family, because the days are evil. 
Before I get into my message today, I just want to pray. I've sensed in my heart for a couple of weeks that there are some of you who are here and life has shaken you up. And you've lost hope and you've lost confidence and you wonder, where are you, Lord? He's right near you. He's right by you. He wants you to have an unshakable family. And so I want to pray with you. Will you pray with me? God, we're here in your house. We're here to hear from you. You want us to have unshakable families. And I pray right now that you, through your Holy Spirit, would minister peace and encouragement and reassurance to those families who have been shaken up by the earthquakes of life. God, I pray that you would start the work now. In Jesus' name, amen. If I had to give you today's sermon in a sentence, it's this. Unshakable families maximize every moment. The verse we just read says, make the most of every opportunity. God wants us to maximize every moment. And so today I want to share three steps that you and I could take to have an unshakable family. Step number one is to follow Jesus relentlessly. Not off and on, not haphazardly, relentlessly. He wants us to pursue him relentlessly. This is what the verse says. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. One of the ways that we do that here at Westover is through our core values. And one of our core values is strong faith builds strong families. We believe that strong faith builds strong families, but I think strong faith builds much more than that. It actually builds unshakable families. For you see, faith is the foundation. It needs to be the foundation of our families. And when faith is the foundation, we can have an unshakable family. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 7, he shares a story of two men who decide to build a house. And one man, he built his house upon the sand. And another man, he built his house upon the rock. And what the word of God says is that when the storms came... For you see, in all of our lives, there are going to be earthquake moments and storm moments. None of us are exempt from the storm moments of life. But when the storms came and the winds blew and the waters rose, the man who built his house upon the sand, his house was washed away. He built his house on the wisdom of the world. But the man who built his house upon the rock, his house stood in the storm. And I just believe that when Jesus was ministering this word to the people, he pointed to himself. He said, I am the rock on which you stand. I am the cornerstone. I am the one that can help you withstand the difficulties of time. Jesus is the rock. Not a wrestler. Jesus. Jesus is the rock on which we stand. And when we anchor our life in him, it doesn't matter what seismic events happen in our life. It doesn't matter what storms we encounter in our life. When we root and ground ourselves in him, our life and our family will be unshakable. So how do we do it? We follow Jesus' example. For you see, when Jesus was here, he followed God as a dearly beloved son. And when we, as his children, follow him, we can then help our kids follow Jesus as well. The world wants to give you and I, parents, a definition for success for our kids. Oh, they need to be successful. 
Oh, they need to be a productive member of society. That's not what the Word of God tells us. The only prerequisite, the only mission that we have as parents is this. God's divine assignment for parents is this. Raise faithful followers of Jesus. That's it. If we raise faithful followers of Jesus, they will be productive members of society. They will be fruitful. They will be successful. The Bible says if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, everything else will be added unto you. It's not maybe, it's not some of the time, but when we fully follow God's example and pursue him relentlessly, he will add everything else that you and I, we need. Everything that our kids need. He is the one that supplies that and we can trust in him. I said earlier that one of our core values is strong faith builds strong families. And I also said that unshakable families maximize every moment. I wanna put those two together. I have discovered that unshakable families maximize faith moments. Unshakable families maximize faith moments. Now, parents, you'll track with me on this. There are certain decisions that your kids don't make. There are certain decisions that the musset children don't make. They don't get to decide what we eat for dinner. They don't get to decide where, where we go on vacation. They don't get to decide whether they go to school or not. My parents... Growing up, when we were sick, they would say, do you have a little bit of a cough? You're sneezing a little bit? Congratulations, you're going to school. My parents did it for me, and guess what? I'm doing it for them as well. Another decision that the Musset children do not make is whether we come to church or not. They have no voice in that. My wife and I, we've decided that as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Period. They don't get to decide that. And parents, I want to encourage you. Don't allow your children to make decisions about their faith future. They will always choose the thing that's convenient for them. If they live in your house and they eat your food and they sleep in the bed that you bought for them and they play the Xbox that you purchased for them and if they use the cell phone that you bought for them and if they get to use the AC and the TV and everything else for free... You can say, and you can help me finish this, my house, my rules. My house, my rules. And in the Mustard household, the kids don't get to decide whether we come to church. And that's irrespective of the fact that we are pastors. We're believers in Jesus Christ, and we believe that there's power in coming together. So my kids, they don't get to decide whether we come to church, and they don't get to decide whether they go to kids' ministry or not. They're going to go. And here's the reason why. There's three reasons why our kids are in kids' ministry. Number one, they are going to receive a presentation of the gospel at their level. They're going to hear about Jesus in a way that makes sense to them, that is much more creative than what I'm presenting to you today. They're going to hear about Jesus in a way that makes sense to them. Would you parents put your children in a 10th grade class if they're in third grade? No. No, parents, we need to put our kids in kids' ministry so that they can hear about Jesus in a way that's engaging. They don't need to be writing notes here in the auditorium. They need to be in kids' ministry or student ministry. The second reason why the Musset children are in kids' ministry is because we want them to forge faith friendships. We want them to get connected to people their own age. Parents, our kids are doing life week after week 
hour after hour with people that we don't even know. And a good majority of them may not be believers. And if those people are the only people who are their friends, guess what? The culture and the world is whispering in their ear. And we as parents, we need to decide that we're going to do different, that we're going to help them get connected to a faith community. I am not intended to be a friend to my kids. I'm intended to be a parent. But our kids need friends their age that love Jesus. The third reason is because we want our kids, we want them to eventually serve in ministry. But that's not because we are pastors it's because there's something profound that happens in the mind of a heart and the heart of a kid or a student when they serve in ministry. They discover that serving God by serving others is what all of us are created to do. And they taste and they see that God is good. One of the reasons why I'm serving God today, one of the reasons why I'm a pastor today is because my, ki- my parents made sure that I went to kids' church and that I went to student ministry. And I remember as a teenager, my pastor gave me a chance to worship God in the front like some of the young adults do. And he also let me pray with people at 16. He let me pray with people, and I tasted and I saw that God was good. And that's why I'm serving God today is because of that. I was allowed to serve in ministry. Parents, widen the circle. Allow our kids' pastors and our student pastors to invest in your kids and students. And guess what? They will echo the things that you've been telling your kids for months and years. They'll come home and they'll say, oh, my pastor tells me I need to do this, this, and this. And you're like, really? I've been telling you that for three years. They will echo the things that you've been saying that your kids are just tone deaf to. But here's another reason, and this is real talk right now is that in the American church, I don't think it's, it's, it's really relevant here necessarily at Westover. I think we're, we're doing things a little bit better. But in the American church in general, these are the statistics. Children between the ages of 0 and 13, if they're introduced to the gospel, 32% of the time they carry on their faith into adulthood. But when they receive the gospel for the very first time between the ages of 14 and 18, that number drops to 4%. Parents, I don't want your kids to walk away from Jesus. I don't want your kids to walk away from Jesus. Get them connected to adults that love Jesus. Get them connected to friends that love Jesus. Maximize the faith moments. Don't just do what's convenient for us. Do what's in their best interest for their faith future. I don't want your kids to walk away from Jesus. I want you to have a family that is unshakable. The second step to having an unshakable family is to live wisely. Live wisely. Verses 15 and 16 says this. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Parents, we need to live wisely. I've learned that evil days require wise living. Evil days require wise living. Let me put it to you this way. Downhill days require uphill faith. Downhill days require uphill faith. 
There is this boulder called culture and the world that is rolling downhill and it wants to steamroll your kids and your students. And we as parents, we must be willing to push the rock of culture upward and out of the way so our kids can become all that God intends for them to become. So they can, they can live a life of righteousness and they can live a life of holiness and they can be fruitful and they can fully follow Jesus. But we must be willing to stand in the gap, live wisely and push against culture to ensure that they fully follow the Lord. So how do we do it? How do we do it? One of the ways that helps me live wisely each and every day is the number 936. 936. For you see, God gives us 936 weeks from the day that they are born till the day they turn 18. 936 weeks. And I have this in my office. It is a container of marbles. In here is 936 weeks. This represents every week I have with my children. Parents, don't lose your marbles. Maximize every moment. I recently did the math and I realized this is what it is. I've spent 506 weeks with my son and I have 441 left. I've spent more weeks with him than I have left. And that gives me a lot of heartache because I have some regrets. I feel like I'm in a golf game and my score's too high. I often tell people that I'm on the back nine with Aiden. I want to make every conversation count. I want to make sure every interaction count. I want to give them as many hugs as I can. I want to make every shot count with my kids. I don't want to miss a moment to invest in them, to encourage them. 936 weeks. Parents, what you do each and every week matters. Don't miss it. Don't miss an opportunity to invest in them, to advance them, to encourage them. Maximize every single moment. Now let me talk to you as a dad, not as a pastor. This idea of maximizing every moment has changed my life. It is one decision that has changed a bunch of decisions. In fact, if I were to get a tattoo, and I'm not going to get a tattoo, so don't worry. If I were to get a tattoo, I'd get a tattoo that says maximize every moment. Because it's something that's changed my life. I wake up now much earlier than I have ever before because when my kids wake up, I want to be there for them. I want to talk to them. I want to encourage them. I want to pour into them. And when my wife and I were driving them to school, we never play the radio. Nobody wants to hear what's on talk radio, right? Talking heads? No. What we do is we pour into them. We encourage them. We pray with them. We have them pray for their day. And then when I'm at work, these days, I work harder than I have ever worked in my life because I want to maximize every moment that I have at work so that when I get home, I can show up for my family. I'm not distracted by the things that I have not completed at work. I can invest in my relationship with my wife. I can then invest in the life and the heart of my children. And so we don't eat in front of the TV. We eat at the dinner table and we talk about the day and we encourage one another. We ask them about their highs and the lows and what was great about their day and what would they change. And then at night, my wife and I, we pray for with our kids. And we just say, God, bless them tonight. Bless them tomorrow. 
And my kids, they still let me tuck them in at night. And I made the decision that as long as they let me do that, I'm going to do it. Because there's going to come a moment when my daughter or my son say no more. And I'm just going to maximize every moment I have with them. Parents, live wisely. Live wisely. The third step is to love deeply. Verse 2 says this, walk in the way of love. Walk in the way of love. I love this imagery of walking in the way of love. Now, parents, I know that you love your children. But here's the question. Do your kids know that you love them? Yes, they may know it intellectually, but do they know by how you walk and how you live that you love them? I've discovered that unshakable families walk out their love. They walk it out. They live it out. They do things to invest in the hearts of their children. They do things that make a difference in the hearts and minds of their kids. Recently, my wife and I, we had a weekend off. And I had an idea that I wanted to do in my home. I've been reading a book called The Power of Moments. And it talks about how we can elevate moments in life that make a difference in the lives of other people. And one of the suggestions the author made was to have a surprise Saturday. So we did a surprise Saturday in our home. We'd spent the morning at some different appointments, but we gathered our kids together and we said, guess what? We want you to plan a surprise Saturday for us. We want you to plan what we do for the rest of the day. So they got all excited. They got together. They huddled together and they talked about what they wanted to do. And they came back to us and they said, can we go to the park? And we said yes. They said, can we ride our bike to the park? We said yes. They said, can we get Whataburger for dinner? We said, absolutely yes. They said, can we have donuts for dessert? We said, absolutely, we'll have one as well. When we were driving home, they said, can we go back to the park? They said, yes. They said, dad, will you get on the jungle gym with us? And I said, yes. Old bones don't need to be up on the jungle gym. As we were driving home, they said, can we watch a movie? And we said, yes. They said, can we eat popcorn in the living room? And we said, yes. And I was sitting on the couch with my son right beside me. About halfway through the movie, he looks up and he says, dad, his voice was breaking, dad, this is the best day ever. Can we do it again? And I said, yes. Parents, when we love them deeply, we etch God's love on their hearts. We fulfill this verse of walking out love with them. I felt in that moment if I can just talk to you, I felt in that moment that God said, you did well, my son. You followed my example. You walked in the way of love. You loved them deeply. It's a moment I'll never forget, and I want more of those moments with my kids. And I want you guys to have those moments with your children and your students as well. Parents, families, maximize every moment. God wants that for you. He wants that for them. And if we do that, we will raise an unshakable family. 
And as I close, I want to invite you to stand with me. Put your electronic devices to the side. We want to create a moment with you and the Lord. I'll just tell you as I was reflecting and preparing for this message, I was thinking about some of you. For some of you, the challenge is, and God's challenged your heart today, for you to maximize every moment. And you've heard the voice of the Lord, and you're saying in your own heart, we're going to do it. I pray that today you, would, you will cross the line with him, and that you'll say yes to him, and say, we'll maximize every moment in our home. But for others of you, I've sensed in my heart that there's others of you who have experienced a shaking in your family and you've lost hope and you're struggling and you don't know if God's close by. He is close by. He is the rock upon which we stand. We can rely on him. He loves you and he wants to be with you. That friend, that day I experienced an earthquake, I asked him, what do you do when you experience an earthquake? And he said, you do two things. You find a safe place to stand and you hold on to something that is immovable. Family, Westover family, we want this place to be a safe place for you to stand. And if your life is shaking, we want this to be a safe place for you to fall. A place where we can invest in your kids and invest in your students and invest in you so that all of us, we can get to heaven. If you're experiencing a shaking, I want you to know this is a safe place to stand and to fall. And we want to encourage you to hold on to Jesus. He is the one that is immovable in our life. He is the one that will sustain us in the storms and in the fires and in the struggles of life. And so if that's you, I want to pray with you. I want to pray that God would encourage you. Church, let's pray together. God, you've challenged us today to fully follow you. And you've promised that if we fully follow you, we will raise children that fully follow you as well. Give us the courage, parents. Give, give us courage, Lord, as parents to push against the rock of culture, to live wisely, to have an uphill faith, and to love deeply. And I pray, Lord, for those families that are struggling, that have lost hope, that you, through your Holy Spirit, right now, that you would minister peace and encouragement and reassurance that they can stand on you. May they look to you and not look to their circumstances. May they hold on to you. May they root themselves in you. And that as they do that, that you will hold them firm and fast. God, reassure them today. Share your love with them today. We love you. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen. Amen. We're so delighted that you're here with us today. Men, if you haven't had a chance to register for the men's conference, you can do it at the Resource Center. Get a shirt as well. God bless you, and we are dismissed.